This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan, on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Lager, cool. I'm, I'm still. Oh, I can't get into that without spilling it because I just put it in. Yes. Oh, there we go. We have yet again the Millersburg Ooh, Lot Twenty One Blonde Ale. There's the front of the can. That sounds the ass end of the can. Love it. Love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to talk about something here. Something that we have talked about. A couple of times before we get back into into our stories, and that is Brewmate. Burke and I both have a love for the Brewmate. Yeah, that's that's not a lie. And I I, I said about three weeks ago, after I I received all of my Brewmates, that I would talk about how I feel about the Brewmates. And you were a you were a Yeti guy. We'll get into that in a second. And and and, and you know, and you are Texas because and in, in Texas, you got to have some. Cold. Everything is bigger in Texas. Well, no, it's not that. It's hot as balls down there all the damn time. Oh, look at that baby. Look at that. Know, okay. So I actually have two roommates. I have the trio, which is what Burke has. Yep. And I also have the 24 ounce. Now, is that the skinny? No, that's a full 24 ounce. Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right. I'm going to talk about the 24 ounce first. I love it. I drink Bud Ice in the 25 ounce cans. It fits perfectly. It stays cold for hours. I sat outside the other night smoking meat in 85 degree weather. <laughs> and. My beer never got cold, never got warm. Now I'm going to come to the trio. I love it, but I hate it. The trio, the trio does does several things here. One, it has a puck in it that you put in if you're going to have 12 ounce cans. You take that puck out if you have 16 ounce cans. And you take that puck out plus the rubber ring in the top for it to become a cup. And there is the 
coffee slash drink yes. cup that fits in there. Yes. Now, here's my issue with the trio. With the 12-ounce cans, it's perfect. Well worth it. 16-ounce cans, perfect. Well worth it. Drinks, perfect. Well worth it. I don't see. I don't, I don't hear any. I've yet to hear the negatives. <laughs> you see? Not built for bottles. That is the only negative to this brewmate. Now, I have not gone to their website to see if they have a bottle version. I don't think they do, but I'm not 100% sure. So, if you are going to drink beer from a can, if you're going to drink vodka and cranberry, the brewmate is the best thing <laughs> since sliced bread. Now, this guy I have here. If. Hold on. Yeah. If you're going to drink beer out of from a bottle get your yeti uh-huh but to pour it in or it actually fits in or does yeti have a bottle no i have the tankard the 30 ounce tankard which holds two 24 or two 12 ounce bottles perfectly oh wow it leaves enough room in the bottom for you to uh for you to get a decent head okay and if you're drinking something like guinness which is really one of my favorites to oh, drink yeah. uh but if you're drinking guinness out of a can with the nitrogen capsule mm -hmm. in it yep. Yep. um it's absolutely perfect for a a two can pour with that said i still love brewmate i do love yeah. brewmate i i purchased the 25 ounce and the trio and guess what they're, they're in the same iridium color <laughs> uh I, I i i love brewmate i've always loved yeti i don't think i will change because because of the whole bottle issue but there you go now, you long, were say something. Long, long ago, I found this guy here, and I, I, I've lost the top. Okay. So this is just a baby thermos, and it had a like a large rubber ring, and then this neoprene top that would conform to the top of the beer bottles, and it doesn't doesn't hold it a hundred percent. Ah. You know, but when the neoprene goes on top, it holds it solid and everything. It was a pretty decent bottle. That sounds fabulous. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It and and it does hold regular cans as tight as can be, not as um, thermal. Uh, you know, I don't even know if they were thermogenic and uh, thermal resistant as these guys, but a decent job. You know, it did a decent job. Um, and when you had bottles, it was pretty cool. But I have since lost the top, so it's just kind of relegated to. If I have a pop can and I can't find my brewmate, I just throw it in there real quick. But, but yeah, we'll right. check and see if brewmate does uh, does a beer bottle uh, style because that would be 
That'd be cool. Only problem is there's so many different sizes of beer bottles with all these uh, companies now. Well, they, you either have the 11.2 or the 12. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Bear with. Bear <laughs> with. Bear with. Oh, I saw something with a beer bottle in it. Hopsulator bottle. Wine insulator. Yep. Oh, yeah. You can fit a whole bottle of wine into one cup. Okay, beer and can. So go up to the beer and can coolers. Now slowly go to the right. Hit the capsulator bottle. What's that? Hopsulator bottle. Now there's another one. There's a hopsulator twist, too. Beer and seltz bottle. 12. Oh. Oh. <sighs> So it will do slim cans. My daughter has that. She bought that at the the whatever. Yeah, so you, yeah, so like the seltzer cans fit great in those things. Son of a mitt. Look, they have the titanium. I may have to buy another one. It's on sale. <sighs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Hate that. Hate those guys because I love them so. <laughs> hey, there's my... Uh, yeah, when I got this yellow one, it was like one of the few that was still available and it was it was on sale and I actually love it because it's easy to find, you know? It's just bright. You can't miss the dang thing. Uh, so let's where see. Where was the Here is the one that you have, the Hopsolator Trio. And I do believe if you Pineapple. Well, they have it in orange. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go up just a bit. What was that? So back down a little bit. Oh, they're just selling the Coors gas. Oh, they have a specific gasket just for Coors. So that's just nice of them. Well, you, you kind of have to because their cans are a little bit smaller. Little yeah. But, I mean, that's just kind of cool. I swear they had your uh, your pineapple one, but they don't have it anymore. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot buy the... Pineapple. Pineapple. Um, Limited edition. I I I will say they they no longer have the titanium in the trio. I'm glad that I bought mine ahead of time. Yeah. Well, what's that one there? The glitter or eh, it's close, but it's close, but it's not it. Yeah. Uh so what's so, the twist? So yes, Brumy to that twist one. The twist. Absolute Works with twist. all 16 ounce aluminum beer bottles. Oh. 20 times colder, no condensation, ice cold. So, this is for the 16 ounce cans. Bottle Can cans. bottles. Aluminium bottles. Yes. And uh, they have the orange. I do like the orange. Uh, they have a hopsulator twist lid too, so you could turn that into a. No, there it is, right there. What's that one? This one, Daisy. Oh, it's well, it's close. It, it's very close. Yeah, it's close. What was yours? Was called pineapple though. It's right? called pineapple. Yeah, that is definitely lighter color. Mine is. 
A little bit yeah, darker. Uh, uh, Burks is like the disgustingly ugly yeah, color. So kind of Tonka, actually, which is okay with me. Uh, Tonka truck yellow. Yeah, it's definitely, well, ton is it Tonka truck yellow? No, nah, not it quite. It's not enough orange in it. But still, like I said, it's really easy to find when you're out at night or what you know. There it is, pineapple. Hey, excellent. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the brewmate pineapple. There it is, man. <laughs> and it's on sale, too. <laughs> For $17.99, and you can do it with Afterpay, which is Four interest-free payments of $4.34. But. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> My geekdom does come out. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, this, is from, this is from a company called ThinkGeek. Nice. Uh, it is an R2-D2. Koozie. Koozie for a 12-ounce can. Very nice. One of my favorites. This was given to me by my nephew. Knowing full well that his uncle is an alcoholic and loves beer. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. Kind of the perfect gift. I have a cat back there again. Mm -hmm. Hang He's on a second. Chilling. All right, we're back. We're supposed to have a uh, ugly sweater thing at work, ugly uh, Christmas sweater thing at work. And I'm that might be oh. the shirt right there. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know what to do. Don't know what to do. Anyways, uh, we were. I think we're done with the car stories. Uh, yeah, uh, you yeah, got one yeah, more, yeah. don't you? I, I have two more. The the the. The fire at the Hannah Theater. Ooh, okay, I say we move into theater mode. <laughs> well, I only got two, and one of the last one has to do with cars and houses. But so the 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 fire at the Hannah Theater. Uh, I was working for Kenley Players while I was in college, and this was at the Hannah Theater in downtown Cleveland. And apparently, the theater had been closed for a number of years and reopened, and. I remember when they did the renovations on yeah. that. And, and the, the Hannah thought at that point that their deal with uh, the, the theater unions was over since it had been closed and opened under new management. The theater unions thought otherwise. They lit the dumpster behind the... There was When you walked in the theater and there was a seating area, if you went to the left, there was a nice, beautiful bar and then two big exit doors to the alley out there. Behind those exit doors was a big dumpster, and they lit the whole thing on fire. And uh, somebody was like, there's a fire outside. And I go and I open these doors, and these flames are leaping up a good 10, 12 feet. I'm like, should probably do something about that. So I just promptly turn around. I walk back into the theater part, bust out the glass on one of these you know, big fire extinguishers walk back out the door empty this whole thing in there it does fuck all <laughs> not a goddamn <laughs> thing to this raging inferno and i'm like yeah i'm done call the <laughs> somebody call 911 <laughs> <But> that... <laughs> i mean just the fire was like mm, that's tasty give me some more oh shit okay yeah, this is beyond my capability <laughs> 
man, you, you you've got to love Iazzi. Uh, <laughs> Not that we could prove that it was just a good guess, because <laughs> they had had like the meeting that day and tempers flared and apparently stood at our dumpster. The so. the the Hanna Theater was the home of the Great Lakes Theater Festival. Hmm. Uh. Fabulous, fabulous group of people. Uh, worked with a lot of them when I worked at, at Kane Park Amphitheater. Nice. Um, needless to say, uh, the the unions in Ohio were fairly upset um, over the years that you and I were in the business. Oh, really? Uh because well well Akron and Cleveland's IATSE union used to be together when it was the Richfield Coliseum and then all the talks started about them leaving Richfield and all that crap anyways with all that happening uh the Hanna theater was non-union while the Ohio the state uh, and there's one more down there in, yeah. in Playhouse Square. I can't remember what it was, but they, they were all union as well. E.J. Thomas Hall and the Richfield Coliseum were union. So the Civic. Hannah not being union was kind of a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, neither. I, I understand we, we can't prove that the unions did this, but with where the garbage cans are kept at the Hannah theater, it's guaranteed that was a deliberate fire. <laughs> Cause not like we were grilling out and throwing the embers in there. There, <laughs> there had to be a little accelerant to get the whole goddamn thing up in flames. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause it wasn't like your, wasn't like your little tiny one. No, no, no. This was the big industrial the office buildings worth of crap dumpster out behind Bill. Yeah. <laughs> and whoever the hell thought that Burke was the best person to put a fire out was absolutely insane. Well, I mean, I did like, you know, sit back and go, Ooh, shiny for a second. And then, and then I tried, you know, it's got to appreciate the little things in life. All right. I have, I think I've only got one story really from, from, well, no, I got two from the theater world. Um, I actually have three, but I don't think I want to do my Kane Park one. I, I, I do have a, a second one. So you go and do that, and I'll do a, a quickie after that, and you can do your last one. Yeah. Now, I will talk. I, I will do three. Okay. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about was... Uh, I don't know if you ever worked at the Goodyear. No, I, I've I've been to shows there. Uh, never did any. Never did any shows backstage there. Well, every Christmas they would do a big show at the Goodyear Theater, and the head electrician there, who I had the pleasure of being around. Um, and, and learning a lot from, uh, okay. learning a lot of what not to do. 
I did smell a little sarcasm there. I wasn't quite sure, though. Uh, taught me, taught me this one Christmas uh, what not to do. So we go into the basement okay. of the Goodyear, which is where the main power comes in. Okay. He looks at me. And he was like, okay, uh, here's what we've, we've got to do. Um, we've got to pull all of the fuses. Not, this is the Goodyear theater back in the eighties. The fuses were about a foot long. Were they just solid copper bars? With, with a blade that, that blade on two ends. So you slam it in. You know, but it's, it is a fuse. Yeah. These are high power fuses. So I was like, okay, what, what are we, uh, what are we supposed to do? He said, well, we, we need to pull all these fuses. I said, okay. So we pull all the fuses out. Okay. And he comes at me with this box of copper pipes that had been hammered on the ends oh, to make God. a blade. He was like, okay, um, the show that we do every year uses more power than what the building is rated for. So we have to put these in. <laughs> Otherwise we blow up these expensive fuses and, and everything's dark. And I, I looked at him, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and he said, yeah, we got to pull all the fuses. And, and t-. so we pull all the fuses. We put in the, the copper leads and all that. And he's like, okay, turn on the first one. So I turn on the first one. And uh, there's nothing in the building at this point in time, so there's no load. Yeah, okay. He is over at another panel, and he takes his finger, he licks it, and he goes down the bus bars to figure out which box was hot. Oh, God. Oh, there it is. Turn on the next one. Turn on the next one. Turn on the next one. Okay, so we go through the whole thing. We load in the show. It's huge. It's it's just massive. I've never seen anything this big. Uh, and and remember, I used to work at E.J. Thomas Hall during this. So, yeah. and I'm sitting here going, I've never seen anything this big. Anyways, he looks at me about a quarter of the way through the show, and he was like, "Man, something just doesn't sound right." Something, something just doesn't sound right. I, I, I need you to go down and check the fuse room. I go down. I open up the door. The lights aren't on yet because I hadn't flicked the switch. You could see the copper pipes <laughs> glowing. Now, if I recall my electrical theory... 
overheating a conductor reduces or increases the resistance. Is that correct? It increases the resistance, but the increased resistance does what? It creates more heat. It is a catch-22. Yes! Yeah, so the hotter they get, the worse they travel electricity, which heat. makes them hotter, which makes them travel electricity worse, which makes them hotter. This sounds like nuclear meltdown material. He looked at me. He said, oh, it's like this every year. It just gets bigger every year. <laughs> it's, at some point... <laughs> At some point, do you think the dude probably should have called somebody and goes, yeah, going to burn the building down if you don't fix the shit. <laughs> it was the only show I can ever remember doing in that building where we did something stupid like that. Wow. But the show was produced by Goodyear. They own the building. They Okay. I, I, okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, so that was my first theater story. Uh, should should I do? You only have like one more theater story, right? I have one theater story, and then my yeah, my number one. Okay, but whatever. before you go into your next, I'll do my next one. Okay. This is uh okay. This this is kind of okay. The the two that I have left are actually going to be wound into one because it was on the exact same show that this happened. Okay. We were doing a Christmas carol at Virginia Stage Company, the Wells Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. Uh, have you ever watched Drunk History? Uh, every now and then. Not not a ton of it, but I know the show. Okay. If you watch the show, you will see uh, a woman on it named Timberly Hill. Okay. Every so often. she They, they bring her on every so often. She's freaking hilarious. I love Timberly. <laughs> she was in the cast nice. of A Christmas Carol at Virginia Stage Company back in 1998. 98. Okay. So, we're doing a Christmas carol. Uh, we load the show in. The set comes in first. The set has this big bridge that spans almost the entire length of the proscenium. Yeesh. With that bridge, it made it impossible to use a genie lift to focus the lights on the second and third electric. So they put a piece of 280 track up there and hung a boatswain's chair. <laughs> Being Virginia, why wouldn't you? Let's grab something nautical and, and take the electrician up in the air. Now, now, it works off of a mass. It'll work in here. It'll be fun. Now, here's... Okay, here's the most insane thing about my job at Virginia Stage Company. That that year, I was literally hired in on their first show to be a follow spot operator. I called them up one day and said, I just moved here. 
or moved back to Virginia. Uh, I used to work at the, the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right, I'm not right. going to say where all I worked. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for some overhire work and, and a girl named Heather Skeels was like, yeah, come on in. We'll, we'll have you do this. So anyways, we get to Christmas, Carol. They hang this 280 track, put a boatswain's chair in. Uh, I am, as, as Charlie Hensley, the artistic director said, I am the most full-time overhire person they have ever had in their life. <laughs> but with that, Erica Matchett was the electrics intern and didn't want to go up in the boatswain's chair. Pussy. <laughs> so Scott goes up. At this point in time, I think I'm 145 pounds, six foot tall, just skinny. I'm yeah. just a skinny bastard. Go up in the boatswain's chair. I, I focus both, both, uh, second, lights. third. Yeah, it, it was not fun. If anyone understands what a boatswain's chair is, it's a two by ten with four holes in it, a rope, and it goes up to the two eighty track, and somebody pulls you along to focus all the lights. The two eighty track was short by ten feet. Ten feet, people. So there were four lights where there was no 280 track. This theater is what we call a hemp house. So all rope. Oh shit. It is all rope, no fly gallery. So our lovely technical director comes up with this idea to put me in a harness. And what Put block and tackle up on the ceiling to raise oh, they you up just there. Just put a fucking pulley up there and had two oh, people pull the rock. So I'm like 150 pounds, 40 feet in the air, hanging <laughs> with two people down it on the floor holding the rope. One of them is Tom Benoit, who is Erica Match's husband now. He was 125 pounds. <laughs> Couldn't get the football players to break it. No, no, get the skinnier guy. Where the hell is OSHA? <laughs> it was the scariest. It was the scariest thing I've ever done in the theater. Well, I, think I the, literally thought I was going to die. Like the first couple of weeks that I was at Akron U, we went over to EJ and they had an A-frame ladder, a tall one. You know, like you, you have the big A-frame ladder. Walked up on it many times. And, and then they have the center part that goes up even further. Oh, yeah. On a caster system. And who's up on top of that? At the very top rung, at the very top of its thing, sitting on the top rung with my legs curled around. So, I'm, you know, the, my feet are... Yeah, you, and they're you rolling cross, me. Your, you cross yeah. your legs so that so that you lock yourself in and it's in and, and the, the a-frame part like you know they move you and you swing over here and when they stop you swing back you write yourself <laughs> then, then you fuck with the line <laughs> um theater in the 80s was was a different it was a 
different, I mean, it was a different beast. You, you did what you had to do to get the show up. And EJ Thomas Hall was just, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, I don't know if you remember this. This was probably, it was right before I went into the Navy uh, when this happened. But uh, Paul Dom's boyfriend, uh, Bill, I can't remember his last name, was doing a load-in with me of uh, David Copperfield. Oh, wow. We are doing a David Copperfield load-in at, at E.J. Thomas Hall, and uh, one of one of the the uh, the crates that that he had on the truck was mislabeled as far as the weight, and it ended up tipping over and killing Paul Dom's boyfriend. Oh God, I forgot about that. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, uh, and okay, so so. It was it was horrible. It was one of the worst things that I've ever seen because I walked over and and Bill was still talking. But the minute that they lifted the crate off of him, he he died. Wow. Um and I they were like they were like, Well, the crate was keeping the blood from flowing so he was yeah. still alive. Kept but the from, minute that they lifted yeah. it off, it was so anyways back in in the early 80s and the 90s safety wasn't really a huge concern no. to us no, I, I never I, I don't even think i'd heard the word osha back in those days uh yeah it was i mean that was it was probably a good thing they did have a lot of those houses as union because those union guys be like, yeah, I'm not doing that because that's dangerous, and they could get away with saying not doing that because they were, you know, union. Yeah. So yeah. It, okay. So so wow, that was kind of a harrowing thing that, that yeah. wasn't. Uh, that's a biggie. Uh, wasn't uh, a a pleasant ending. So um, before you go to your next one, I'm gonna do this last theater one that has a happier ending. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Virginia Stage Company again, Christmas okay. Carol <laughs> again, Timberly Hill. Okay, was this was not her fault. There was another lady in the cast who was good friends with Timberly, who decided that it was appropriate. Decided it was appropriate <laughs> to. Just prior to the second half of the show going on during intermission, sit backstage and say Macbeth. That's a big old no-no right there. Lauren McDonald was our stage manager for the show. I, being the tattletale that I am, was 100% motivated to let Lauren know what had just happened. She said the Scottish play. Knowing full well 
that this would give me an extra five minutes to smoke another cigarette. <laughs> now, you can explain the whole thing about Macbeth and theaters. So, the M word is banned from any theater. It is considered bad luck to say the M word. The only reason that I said it a few seconds ago was so that people know what the M word is. A and you are not inside of a theater. If it's, a it's very specific to, it's a cursed, it's a, well, it's a it play a about curse. cursed, you know, people. And, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's a cursed word. It's, you know, it is the Scottish play. Yes. That's how you refer to that. If you want to say, if you want to say the M word, you say that Scottish play with, with the fact that, that anyone that ever does that Scottish play, usually either, um, something bad happens, something bad happens, some, somewhere in that production, something bad always happens. So the old adage was that if it was said, the person that said it had to go step outside of the theater, swear, spin three times and spit. Ah, yes. And that stops the curse. Of course, this person did not want to do this. <laughs> Lauren McDonald, who is now a priest. Or this is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan, on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot. The Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland sport fan. For a priestess or whatever you would call it, um, proceeded to stop the show. Would not start the second act. Until this person walked outside. <laughs> Tom Benoit, myself, uh, Alan Bordelon, all sitting outside the backstage door. Smoking, smoking a cigarette. Smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, we're not going on for a while. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> so, Timberly as well as a guy named Aaron Capel who played the ghost of Christmas present. Okay. Um, both finally look at her and go, Oh wait. And Sheridan Christ who, who played, uh, uh, Ebenezer, uh, all conspired together to make this girl go outside, spin three times and spit. <laughs> and the minute that she did it, uh, Tom Benoit and I looked at each other and went, damn, cigarette breaks over. <laughs> um, <coughs> I have I have a ton of theater stories um, just from the years that I've done, done this. I mean, on that show alone, Aaron Cabell, like I said, he was playing the ghost of Christmas present 
and uh, he had this chest that he had to wheel out into the middle of the stage for the for the one scene. And uh, I would every night fill these these uh, cans full of water and dry ice. Oh yeah. Okay. So that when he opens it up, it looks fog like there's out, smoke yeah. and fog rolling out. Well, the the last day of the show, I had over a hundred pounds of dry ice left. <laughs> <laughs> and so, beknownst to anyone, I decided that it was well worthwhile. To what else are you gonna? What else all are you gonna do? With it? The dry ice left into. <laughs> and if you were a really nice guy, you would have heated up the water too, wouldn't you? Oh, it was hot. Okay. Oh, it was hot. <laughs> so, so the way that this this chest was built, when the doors are closed, you can't tell that there's there's any dry ice in there. It's totally hermetically sealed. Aaron goes and opens the uh, the rolling cabinet and there is so much dry ice fog that comes out you can't see him that <laughs> it was the best it was the best Christmas Carol we'd ever done all I remember is Lauren on the headset going what the fuck did you do what <laughs> We can't see him. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> but you don't have to get rid of the rest of the dry ice that day. <laughs> that was that was all dude. Like I said, I have tons of theater show stuff. I was a follow spot operator at a show one time. And there was a band playing, and they were doing covers of uh, of U two songs. Okay. And I, anyone that knows me, knows that I'm a huge U two fan, L huge, massive. So I'm just getting into this. I'm getting into this. They're playing Sunday Bloody Sunday, and it goes into this vamp between uh, between the the third chorus. Or the, the third verse in the chorus. Um, and I switch my follow spot to red. And the director gets on the headset going, why are you red? Why are you red? Why are you red? And, and I just never answered him. And like 30 seconds later, all of a sudden, my follow spot stopped. And I was like, well, what, what the fuck was that? And I turn around, and the director's behind me holding the cord. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, you guys are explaining it, dude. I was like, was man. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Come on. I was like, come on, man. It, it was fitting with the song. Oh, my God. It was freaking hilarious. Anyways, I think we're going to have to take a little break here because I have to pee my ass off. And if you notice, I'm starting to talk fast. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. going to go pee pee. Pee pee yeah. dance. Got to go pee pee. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. I wasn't going to tell that story online. <laughs> All right. We're now, we are now up to my Navy stories. Oh, geez. 
And you didn't think you had a lot to talk about. You didn't think this was a good subject at first. Oh, no, it's not that. It's that I I think it's a great topic. The The problem with it is that there's so many stories <laughs> that you don't know where or which one to do. Yeah. <laughs> so literally tonight, what I did was I based it all off of what you were saying. So fair enough. Uh, remember, you and I still have to do a promo tonight. Okay. Yeah, I know it's getting late. Oh, this is early. This is a good night. So, United States Navy, yada yada yada. You were on a destroyer type ship, if I recall. Nope. The uh, no, it was a refueling ship that was nope. converted, wasn't it? Nope, 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 nope. What kind of ship was it? It was an LPD or an LHD. I can't remember which one. Uh, basically, an assault landing craft mm. carries helicopters, marines, and mine sweeping equipment. <laughs> Because the, the job that I did, well, the original job that I went in to do was an AMH, which is an aviation structural mechanic based on hydraulics. Uh, I scored very well in my, in my classes when I went to Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, my, best, my best friend at the time... Not you, different best friend. Uh, J.P. Farley had moved back. He was the recruiter that recruited me. Okay. I, I can't say that he was my best friend. He was a good friend. Okay. Um, he recruited me in Medina. I hung out with him for a year. We played volleyball every week. <laughs> um, he went back to Norfolk to to be with his wife again and uh he was just he was a good friend um so when i scored high in my class uh the way that they they choose orders or the way that you choose orders is by whoever was best in the class on down now i was I was third best in the class. Uh, the guy before me was pay officer Berlando and the guy before him. I can't remember. Anyways, Berlando and I were really good friends. And, uh, so when we went to pick orders, he looked at me, he was like, what, what should we do? I said, y you take HM 12 in Virginia beach or in Norfolk. And we'll stay over here on the East Coast instead of going over to the West Coast. He probably would have done better on the West Coast. Um, but that is what it is. Needless to say, uh, we, we went over to HM12 in Norfolk. Uh, I crossed... I didn't, it wasn't really cross rating. I specialized in, uh, AMCM, which is airborne mine countermeasures. So we blew up mines 
with the help of a helicopter. We would drag stuff through the water uh, for the different kinds of mines that there were, either moored mines, um, acoustic mines, electromagnetic mines. There's, there's three different mines in the world. There's the moored mine, which is the old-fashioned World War II, has a cable going down to the bottom of the seafloor, and it floats. Something and, touches it, it goes boom. Yeah. Then there's an acoustic mine, which sits on the bottom and waits for an acoustic signature to go over top of it. Then it releases and floats up and hits the boat. Then there's the electromagnetic mine. These are probably the scariest ones out of them all because it waits for the electromagnetic signature of a ship going over before it pops up and blows you up. Uh, so I went and specialized in that. I went to school again for another four months to learn how to do what I did there. Uh, so this is kind of putting two stories into one <laughs> of which people will laugh at one of them and then sit back and go, that's really disturbing. <laughs> I mean, I might laugh at both, but that's me. So, <laughs> so I am at HM12, and I meet a lady, a lady friend, a lady friend whose name is Sandra Rushmore. Nice. Yes, Sandra Rushmore. Now, Sandra Rushmore was actually not Sandra Rushmore anymore. She was Sandra Gromit. But I knew her as Sandra Rushmore. Okay. Now, I'm, at, I'm stationed at a, a place called HM12. And uh, she's in my shop. She's drop-dead gorgeous, four-foot four foot eight tall Mexican girl. Uh, just, I mean, she, she was the be all end all. Um, I didn't know her history at that point in time. I just knew that in the men's bathroom, it said Mount Rushmore and had her phone number. <laughs> um, that probably should have told me something before yeah. I married her. Um, <laughs> Is it, this lady sounds familiar. Oh yeah. Probably because I, I think you were my best man. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I was. So. I think I still have that lighter. <laughs> so, so I have a friend in, uh, in the, well, all, all of us in the shop were friends. There was, a, there was, there were 10 of us in that shop. Okay. And that's including the night check guys. Um. So we were all kind of friends, you know? Well, uh, one of the guys, uh, all I'm going to say is, is his first name is Paul. Okay. We'll leave it at that. No last names here. Paul asks us to house it for him because he's going back to 
someplace in the middle of the country to visit family and all that. Paul's married, has a couple of kids, asks us to watch his house. So Sandy and I go spend the night, spend a couple of nights over at his house. Well, Sandy and I liked our beer. <laughs> Sandy and I liked wine. Sandy and I liked any type of alcohol there was <laughs> that you could get a buzz off of. We proceeded to go to a place. I'm try I'm not going to remember the name of this place. Fud not Fuddruckers. It it was some uh Irish Irish pub uh that we ended up going to. We we had a 1984 uh Camaro. Okay. Stick shift. Nice. With no starter. So you would park it on a hill and pop the clutch. Exactly. So, so she's in the driver's seat. I'm pushing the car. <laughs> we said, okay, we're going to go to this bar. We're going to go to this bar, man. So we go. I make sure to park the car up on a hill so that we can drive down and start it. Uh, we get. Knickerbockers was the name of it. There you go. God. Knickerbockers. Um, I proceed to get a little bit slippy. She proceeds to get a little bit slippy. Uh, we, ha <laughs> we hop back into the Camaro, go down the hill. It had been raining, so the tires slid. Oh, no. Took us about a half an hour to get that car started. <laughs> we drive back to Paul's house. <laughs> we are drunk as hell. We decide that that we 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 have our little fun and it's time to go to sleep. She didn't want to sleep in separate beds, and, and that was probably a good thing at that point in time. We we slept in the same. We slept in Paul's bed. Uh, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm still drunk off my ass. I wake up thinking that I'm in the barracks. Oh, shit. I get out of bed. I have to go to the bathroom. In my mind, I head out the door, down the hall, to the bathroom in the barracks. I whip it out. I start peeing. I wake up to Sandy punching me in the balls and me noticing that I'm peeing on her face. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're like, oh, hey, bucket list. <laughs> now, a few weeks after that, but, uh, not a few weeks, it was about a month after that, uh, I sent, or uh, uh, Sandy had, uh, at that point in time, been um, released from the Navy. And was living down in Texas at the time. 
I go to a party at Paul's house. Now, Paul, Paul is a very interesting man. And when Paul drinks, being from a mountainous state where there are a bunch of hillbillies, um, he tends to get a little bit gun happy. Oh, God. So I'm at his house. There's a party going on. Everyone from the shop is there. Uh, I go into the bathroom and take a leak. Now, I, I, I wasn't drinking at this party. I had no money. Uh, it was between pay periods. I had no cash. <laughs> and, and so I, I wasn't drinking. I was flat ass sober. I come out of the bathroom which is, it's a day bathroom, like, right half bath off kind of, of his, yeah, it was a half bath off of his kitchen. I come out of the, the, the bathroom, I turn to the left, and Paul's sitting there with the three fifty seven Magnum right in my face. Breaking a couple of safety protocols there. And he said something to the fact of, of, I heard you were sleeping with my wife, something like that. And he shoots the gun. Now I'm sober. I'm sober. So I'm actually kind of lucky that I was sober. Yeah. Because if I hadn't been sober, I would have probably gotten shot in the face. Guess what? I got shot in the face. <laughs> um, the. The bullet went through my ear. God damn. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. To this day. Okay. Bullet went through this ear. Uh, I had, he was so close that there was powder residue in both eyes. Ooh, Burns. Jesus. The guys that were there at that party were all from my shop and didn't want Paul to get kicked out of the Navy. So, literally, I did not go to the hospital for four hours. Oh, fuck. I finally said, guys, this is... I, because, okay, I don't know if you can notice this, but, like, my face is very not symmetrical anymore. And that is all from, from this. Um, I, the, the powder burns were, were so deep into the flesh of my skin that, uh, everything around here was just, it was all bloody. It was all bleeding. Ooh. So you couldn't see all the damage that was done. Um, after about four hours, uh, Petty Officer Varney, I will mention him because he, he actually he actually slept with my girlfriend right in front of me and that pissed me off. So Petty Officer Varney uh, took me to the hospital. Uh, I sat in surgery for eight hours. And that was 
okay, the the stuff that was in the skin, they didn't even worry about. They were worried about what was in my eye. Yeah, jeez. So they put a splint into this eye and for four hours pulled uh, spent black powder out of my eye. Jesus. There was spent black powder in this eye as well. They went through that, but that was only about an hour. This one was mm. four hours straight. Jesus. Uh, and after eight hours, he finally looked at me. He was like, your, your eye's getting too irritated. I can't yeah. pull any more out. It's, it's stuck in there. And I was like, well, what, what's going to happen? He, he was like, you know, it, it is what it is. You, at some point in time, you will start to have trouble with your, with your eyesight. Which is happening now at age 50. Is that not exciting? You got lucky, dude. Man, I started losing my sight around 24. Uh, so so when, I, I, when I go to my optometrist now, he never remembers me until he looks in my eyes. And then <laughs> he's, he's like, like oh. oh, this is the Navy guy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Can't remember names, but I remember eyeballs. <laughs> that was that was my harrowing experience. Damn, that, the that's day. that's pretty fucking harrowing, man. My, mine's not gonna hold a candle to that one, but Jesus, and I can't remember. And and you knew my wife. Yeah, yeah, I was at the wedding. I was best man. Wasn't I at your other wedding too? No, no, nobody no? came to the second one. Oh. Because I would have said, welcome back. <laughs> no, no. I, I got married in Rhode Island, and I think the only person that came was my mother. Um, actually, I think my sister was with her. But uh, I miss your sister. Did, did you do the Jeep ride with us? Yes. That was actually right. Be that's actually the house right behind Bob and Mary, the people at the sailboat. <laughs> if my sister only knew what we did to that jeep, <laughs> it was just snow. Come on, until we hit the curb. <laughs> it's a jeep. Come it's on, a jeep. It can handle it, and that's exactly what you said to me. It's a jeep. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, like okay, yeah, okay. So, I, I may have told this story in another podcast. I can't quite remember, but I had a guy. I don't even know how to tell this story from the most impact, but I had a guy hit my house. In your house? No, he hit my house. Did I not tell this story? You know, I think you did, but you don't remember. That's I okay. don't remember it. Go, okay. go with it. Okay, so uh, Sam, who you saw earlier, and I, we're sitting yes. watching TV. Lights flicker, and we hear this weird, like, you know that electrical hum. You've heard it, that low, you know, but it sounded like it was coming from the basement. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is that? I don't know. We heard, then the lights flickered again and heard that hum again. We're like, what the hell is going on? So she and I walked into the dining room and peek out through the blinds to see what's going on. At that very moment, a Ford Escape 
is heading straight for the window of our house and hits the house. Ooh. She and I leap backwards. My Ooh. wall comes in four or five inches off the foundation. Uh, my wife, my daughter, they run outside. I'm on the phone to the cops. And I hear my wife yelling, you get back here, you son of a bitch. I'm like, I can't. I, what the hell's going on? I cannot believe this guy's taking off. I actually emailed you three pictures to your uh, Scott Davis lighting account. If you want to take a peek. Oh, 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 oh. hang on here. <laughs> uh, I know. I don't even have my email open yet. Hang well, on. That's all right. So I had no clue that you sent me something. I feel right, so right. long. I forgot. <laughs> To back this up, so this guy apparently drove past our house. We got all this from the cops later on. Past our house, hung a left onto a side street, hung another left onto a side street, hung a left onto our street. Looks like he ran, and my wife's car was parked kind of on the street, but in our lawn, so not, not even on the asphalt, but in, in front of the house. He, this guy hit the wife's car backed up and across the street is the light pole with the, the power hit it once. And that's what, that was the first flicker hits my wife's car a second time backs up again and hits the light pole again. The third time he misses my wife's car and rams into the house and puts a hole in the side of our fucking house. Then he backs up a little bit busts a left through the lawn, crosses the street, not through the intersection, but through my lawn and into another lawn. And in the background, you see that school back there? Yes. Okay. You can kind of see how that's up on a, that. Th there's a hill right there. So yes. There are soccer fields up on that hill. He busts through the chain link fence, drives across two of the soccer fields, and then there's a wall that he didn't realize was coming up, dives down, hits the ground and that's where he finally came to a stop <laughs> now he hit that how he hit my house hard enough that oh. might be his plate right there his license plate was embedded in the hole in our house uh, oh. it's in my basement it's mine now i own it and uh <laughs> now uh, you should, there uh, should hey, be hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on or let me uh let me share the correct thing here <laughs> which is screen three share. All right. So do you see, what do you see? That is the Ford Exploder. Yes. Uh, okay. And that. Yeah. You can see into the basement there. Holy crap. Look at that right there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh I my gosh. And, the, and like I say, the wall in the dining room was shoved in like a good four or five inches. I don't know why that window didn't. But that's the window we were looking out of. He's, look, it's right there. It's like <laughs> dead center. Like look at, you, you, rarely look at do how you, happy your wife looks. Oh God. <laughs> rarely do you go to your window and look out to see a SUV careening towards you and going to hit you in 0.5 seconds. Yeah, that was that was a little intense. It, it was a Sunday afternoon, like it was like five thirty at night or something. It was, you know, and this guy was he was high on uh, what's the 
it's not heroin. It's the not oxycontin. It's whatever the fentanyl. Was it was on fentanyl, on fentanyl, fentanyl, and drinking. Good combo there. High on some cocaine. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. But uh, yeah, and not his first offense. And he <laughs> he'd been in jail before. Go figure. Boy, Nancy just looks happy right there. Oh man, she's <laughs> if she. Had known the guy had crashed on there, she'd have ran down there and beat his ass. <laughs> I mean, look at that face. Oh, yeah. oh. And I got a number of pictures of like the the, the car got totaled out. Um, yeah, it was just a mess, man. Uh, but yeah, that was yeah, watching a car hit your house. Oh my gosh, this still amazes me. Yeah, busted a couple of the, the the runners and two by fours in there. Yeah. Well, what, what, what's lucky for you guys is that you and Sam, I mean, you were right behind that window. Yeah. Uh, you guys are lucky that you didn't get hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing as an older house and pretty well built. And the fact that we both leapt backwards simultaneously and yeah. Yeah, that was that was an interesting day. So, what happened to the guy? Um, he ended. I, I never got to go to court, which I was so pissed off about. Uh, he ended up doing thirty days in some drug rehab program, and then he works. I stalk him every now and then on the internet, and his Facebook post oh, says that he, he's <laughs> he's working at a place that does. Um, it's right below the Akron Kent airport and, and they do like mulch and, and gravel and shit like that. So yeah, basically he's working with big equipment. Great Fabulous. job. Good, good. good. I'm, I'm really interested to know what his boss had to say when he was like, Oh yeah, I got to take a month off. I got to go to jail. <laughs> Welcome to the Ohio court system. <laughs> it was like, it was his, like he was driving, on an expired license because it had been taken away from the last time he was arrested for s drugs. And I was like, oh, God damn it. I get a, if I were to ever damn get a DOI, if I were to ever get a DOI, I'd have the party plates. I'd be in jail. And then this <laughs> motherfucker. Third offense. Nah, 30 days, you know, have a nice time. You bastards. But anyway. Uh yeah, but and, and and he's allowed to um operate heavy machinery. <laughs> play with heavy machinery. <laughs> there ain't no justice in this Gotta world. love it. Gotta love it, man. <laughs> well, all right, man. That that was a that was a hell of a long show. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly. Um not as long as the show that I haven't been able to post yet. <laughs> Three parts of music, but do not get us talking about me. Well, uh, well that movies. I, I, I'm, I, I think I'm starting to learn that uh, nobody likes for you to um, to talk about music and play it at the same time. Mm. Uh, so, because I've tried to post it three times now, and, and I keep. Biffed for it? Yeah. It's like, okay. Copyright action there. Okay, so 
So I may have to come up with a creative way. If you do five seconds of a live version, sometimes you don't get hit. And that's what I'm having to look for. Uh, now, it's going to shorten. Uh, that show was four and a half hours long. Holy shit, we talked for almost five hours <laughs> about music. It's, you know, when you're passionate about something, it's it's easy to go on about, man. And I want our listeners to hear it. I do. You could, well, I was going to say you could provide links, but never mind. Well, <laughs> they can look it up. You know, if they want to hear it, they can look it up. <laughs> um,. Okay. Some of the stuff we talked about was so popular. They've heard it before, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, hang on a second. I hang on it. one second. All right. So, with that. Excuse me. With that. I think that was a hell of a show. I liked uh, it. Hopefully, I I, it's, it's being, well, here is what I've kind of decided. We're going to post shows on Thursday, no matter what. Okay. You and I record on what, Tuesday? Tuesday Typically. Nights. Typically. So that gives us an extra day for stupid shit. Like bad internet. Thank you, Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Spectrum internet. Uh or my gums start bleeding because I, I, <laughs> I've lost them. Because you try to eat an entire side of beef. <laughs> it was good beef, though. <laughs> Anyways, worth, on worth that ble- note. Worth bleeding for. <laughs> ah, God. Anyways, people. It's a new show every Thursday. Enjoy it. Burke and I are taking off. Y'all have a great, great night. From Enjoy Davis and Davis. It. And Y'all uh, can suck my. This is Scoot from the Cleveland Sports Fan Network here to tell you about our new lineup for the rest of 2021 and beyond. We still have your favorites like Oshimaida and the Fan on Mondays, our flagship show, the Cleveland Sports Fan, on Tuesdays. Wednesday has the Burley Gunner Show. Thursday is the Four Chubs, a roundtable show hosted by Burley Gunner. And on Friday, Pit Road News, a NASCAR, F1, and IndyCar talk show hosted by Scoot the Cleveland sports fan himself. New episodes every day at 6 a.m. Eastern. Visit us at redcircle.com forward slash Cleveland dash sport dash fan.